Okay, we're holding Lorch Sadiqim 253. To the extent and the amount that Akash Baruch Hu gives us this time on this earth, our borrowed time. Hashem has also added the extra element of Yitzhahara. He says that the Yitzhahara is for a good. I mean, that's not naturally how people think, but the people understand the Yitzhahara is, is for a good. It pushes us as well. You know, it, it, the challenge is not to listen to it, but uh, it gives us an opportunity because the challenge is what allows us to be able to the past. Can't hear you so well. Even though he's trying to kill us, it's not a separate entity. That's the difference. That, that's what separates between us and Christianity. Is we don't believe that the, that the Satan, the way they call it, the, the Satan, the Sitra the Shandalids, whatever, whatever Shabbat you want to use, is not there. Is not a separate entity which is a, against the dominion of God, is the way that they put it. It's a very Christianized concept. No, we believe maybe very, very well. The Yitzhahara is a Malach. Actually, trying to kill us, but he leaves us to our own devices. And if we lead ourselves there, right, we can test is not to go there. He's the test of. Right, Chazal literally says that. It's a funny thing, meaning because we have Yitzhahar, the Ibishar gave us a third. It's the most amazing thing. In a certain sense, in a weird way, a funny way, in the schos of the Satan, we have the Torah. It's a funny thing. But that's the reality of it, because again, it's, it's the same way, it's the same way that, it, that, again, it's a challenge that Hashem puts in front of us that builds us. So, in order for to test and to push a person and to choose consistently between good and evil, meaning in a certain sense, we didn't have that, that force to choose, that option, the, 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 the challenge to choose, I'm sorry, then we wouldn't be able to choose. That's so the why, funny part. Why do we shut him in the end? Why do we sh- Oh, so you're asking a good question. The Gemara in Masech HaSukkah says, when Mashiach comes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is going to shaykh the Yitzhahara. What it means, at least the t- interpretation I've heard from my Rebbein, is that it's going to shaykh the illusion of the Yitzhahara, because the Yitzhahara was already an illusion to begin with. Which meaning to say that it, wasn't never, it was never really truly an option. Meaning once the, the Gilead HaShchina, that the Mashiach the is going to come, to understand that the, what, that the real reason that we live in this world is for true Kiyam HaRatzin, for, for keeping Hashem's will, then Hashem is going to shech the, in the sense to say, you've been living in an, illusion, in an illusionary reality this entire time. It's going to kill. Oh, meaning it's going to kill the entire conception of what you think is normal. And again, and that's what the, 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 the tzaddikim are going to see, they're going to see, so I heard a beautiful interpretation. I think it's the mashab, but the author of Nevada quotes the Majek is Adam. I believe it's also the mashab, but just don't call me on it. The, the author, Ali, says that the tzaddikim are going to look at the Yitzhahara, and how are they going to look at it? They're going to look at it, the Rishayim are going to look at it, so the author explains this something amazing. How, like a, either a large mountain, that would be the Tzadikim, they're going to say, oh wow, the Yitzhahara was like a massive mountain, and the Rishayim are going to look at it, Kahar Gavaya. I mean, if this, this, I mean, this idea, this idea, if the, if the idea is true, that it's breaking the illusion, that what you thought was true reality was never really reality, it never was a choice not to, 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 to do Averas, because the entire idea of doing an Avera is really hilarious. It's like saying, I don't believe in gravity. The same way doing it, doing an avera is almost like you think you can carve out 
a part of reality that the rules don't, don't, or don't exist there. God exists, gravity exists, Lavdil, right? So gravity exists doesn't mean I can choose one day to jump off a building. You die if you jump off buildings. Well, I, but I want to finish my point. I mean, it's, if it's breaking the illusion. Uh, so if the idea is that that's the case, then it's very funny because it says the, the out there that when they're showing look at it, they're going to say, wow, it's Kuchot Asaira. What do you mean Asaira? Oh, so there's one interpretation of, oh, they're going to look and say, oh, wow, you know, it was just some ridiculous little thing and oh, we should have really fought it. The Rishoyim, the Rishoyim, are, the Rishoyim, the Tzadikim are looking at Hagavayim. What's the Pshat? The Pshat is, says the Alter, that the Tzadikim are going to look back and they're going to say, you know what, the way that we were able to fight the Yitzhahara is because we looked at every Chutasar as if it was a Hagavayim. We looked at every little strand of hair that maybe, okay, it wasn't that big of a deal. No, he said, no, I, I know if I budge on this, it's going to become a Hagavayim. It's going to become a massive change in my life. It's going to, it's going to take me to the places I don't want to go. In a certain sense, that that's that's unfortunate. I'm, I'm, that's unfortunately the idea. Like you know, someone who has uh, alcoholism, or someone who suffers from uh, addiction, they have to look at every single exposure to the to the drug or to the or to the disease as if no, I I see if I move on this, I'm going to end up somewhere where I don't want to be. Oh, so the, that's the tzaddikim. We looked at every chodesh as if it was a hard gavoya. Every small little nudge was the biggest deal in the world. On the other hand. The Rishayim are going to say the problem is that we never fought the Yitzharas because we always looked at it as a little chutasar. It's a tiny little thing. What's the big deal? Don't fight about it. Why, why make yourself mishuga? It's all the small little nitty gritty details. Why are you getting so worked up about it? It's breaking the illusion. They're in a, they're echoing they're echoing what their what their perspective was when they had a challenge in front of them. Rishayim, unfortunately, they looked at it and said, okay, it's not a big deal. No, it's just a chutasaira. Move on this way. Until, and that's what Chazal says. And that's, what, that's literally what Chazal says, that that's the that's the Kayach Veit Sahara. You do the little this, the little that, until eventually you're mamish all the way where you don't want to be. That's mamish what it is. Oh, it's breaking the illusion. It's the, I, this idea that how do I approach Torah and mitzvahs? How do I approach Averis? Very, very, it's very unfortunate people have a very kal, very lenient, very loose perspective when it comes to Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim means that you understand the seriousness of what, what this is. You say, I, if I do this, I do that. So people say, okay, what's the big deal? No, no. What's the that? It's good. That's literally what it is. They think it's not a big deal. Why fight? Machloikes. Machloikes yourself. It's unhealthy. And maybe all those things are true. But that's not a, that's not a Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim literally means I take it seriously. I'm taking, I'm present. I'm focused, I understand that if I do this, I will end up there. And unfortunately, you don't have to be an, an addict to have that perspective. We're, we're all addicts to sin. We're all addicts to averes. We're constantly being, being exposed to different parts, whether it's in Yanni Kedusha, whether it's in Yanni Cheshem Mishpat, all these different things. These things are constantly pushing and, and always pushing us and testing us towards the boundaries of what we think yesterday we would never do. Today is not so, it's not so simple. Unless you have strong boundaries of where, who you are and what you are. Oh. So therefore, this is what the Yitzhah is there for. There was never a Yitzhah. Interesting. Interesting. It says, if it wasn't for the Yitzhah, yeah, they tried to get rid of it, right? Oh. 
The person will never actually invest the effort of building a, a lasting thing. A person, if they didn't have uh, this, this drive, this inner drive within us to, to, to acquire more, to take more, it's, a, it's actually a positive thing. I think the author of Slavodka once said, that theoretically, you know, speaking about the idea of gaiva, of removing gaiva from yourself, he said, the person has to understand what Chazal says, that every person should have gaiva, shminas, shabashminas, you know, one-eighth of one-eighth of gaiva, because that's at least what operates us. Because if theoretically, you could push a button right now that remove all gaiva from people, people would just drop dead on the street. That's just, because that's what keeps you going. There needs to be some element of normal, healthy confidence. That, because as much as the, as the mida can go out of, the, out of whack and push you to do things and say things that you don't want to do, but if, if it, the, in its proper measurement, it can be used as a motivating factor. So too, the Yitzhahara, there's so many different elements within us that, that the, the desire to make money, although it can go out of whack, can be something built on the idea that you want something which is lasting. You want to be able to have an impact. You want to be able to have a legacy. These are all positive things in, in proper proportion. Oh. This person would say, would make a very logical calculation. Why would I waste my time with this? I, I, you know, my Rebbe, my Rebbe says when we get, getting married, he says, yeah, it, Hashem planned it and made it specifically that you're young and stupid when you get married. <laughs> you hear that? You have to be young and stupid. Why? Because if you make a logical deduction, say, well, let's make a deduction. Number one, Getting married, wow, who needs that headache? I have to be nagged at by somebody, be told I have to be here, I have to be there, I can't be here, I can't be there, I can't hang out with my friends, I can't do this. What are all the, ever, yeah, and then on top of that, financial support, Ooh, right? And then to have kids, what in the world? You know, every single kid is on, is on average like half a million dollars? Do I have half a million? I do not have that. I do not have that. <laughs> So make a logical deduction. Why in the world would I would I take that? And, and by the way, <clears throat> if you're like even like you know pretend that you're a little bit uh, you know big minded, do, don't you understand the idea of like overpopulation in the world? <laughs> don't you understand that you know we're running out of resources? Yeah, make and that's a logical deduction. Who needs that? Who needs that? And the truth is. Without that healthy sense of wanting to build and have a legacy, and by the way, if you think about it, why is it that people have kids deep, deep down, subconsciously? You know why? Because they want, because they, they want to live forever. There's always a part of us. The famous Ramban, yeah, do the famous Ramban says, why is it people are shocked when people when an older person cries, um, when an older person dies? I'm sorry, when a person dies, why do people cry? So it says the Ramban, because inherently within us all, we believe there is this essence of, of Nitzchias, that we think we're going to live forever. So in a sense, even a 98-year-old man, who like we all understand the writing of the wall, unfortunately, you know, it's going to happen to everybody, we're shocked, because there's a part of us which is shocked, because a part of us is still so completely convinced we're going to live forever. It doesn't stem from the fact that, you know, the Rishon Kodim Eitzadat, who knows? But simply one thing is that we all believe we're going to live forever. So in a part of ourselves as well, we're constantly searching for ways to have a legacy, to be known forever, to be remembered forever. I'm always shocked. Like, I, I find it hilarious. When I was a kid, I used to watch, uh, you know, I think it's before the NFL season begins, they have the, the NFL, they have the Hall of Fame game. And the week before that is like the players are inducted into the Hall of Fame. You have these guys who are like 50 years old or 45 years old, right? They, they stopped playing, you know, 10 years before they had their careers. Their careers were literally in, from the ages of like 20 to about 33. Okay, that was their highlight of their life. And they're at 50 years old. They look like they're 75 because half all their fingers are completely broken. Their, their, knee, their knees are completely blown out. Their backs, are, half of them are, are mentally retarded because they have you know, CTE. They're, and they're, they're walking up to the, to the thing. And they finally made it because now they see, I am going to last forever. 
I'm going to live forever. I have a legacy. And when people for the next 100 years, 200 years, 1,000 years are going to come into Canton, Ohio, uh, they're going to look around and they're going to see my beautiful bust of bronze in the Hall of Fame. Oh, do you understand if America crashes, the first thing going is Canton, <laughs> Canton Ohio? Because you know what? When people are suffering from, from poverty and from hunger and from complete crash, the first thing going is the least important things. The least legacy they have. Why? They bang their heads against, theoretically, a wall for 10, 15 years, cause themselves massive brain damage for nothing. For nothing. Nothing. No, it's nothing. Think about it. The economy crashes. The currency is done. What are, where is all their arm of the Torah? But you see how much the people desire. But you see how much people desire to want to live forever, to make a lasting impact. Baruch Hashem Bayas. We, you know, we number, we, 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 they're still finding mosaics. It's an amazing thing. In the north, in the south, here they're still finding small little shuls. And they find these beautiful mosaics underneath 2,000 years of dust. And they see Elchanan ben Yaakov. Or they'll see Yaakov ben Menashe. Wow, really? It was Miznadev this shul, this mosaic. You wow. see the most amazing thing. 2,000 years later, you want to see a legacy? 2,000 years later, the different inscriptions that they find of people that donated to shuls, that people donated wow. to synagogues, to see for touch. I love that. That's yeah. the Etzim Kiyah. So think about that, okay? All the best.